May all grace, mercy, and peace come to you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, he was an early hero of the American Revolution. He was a great general at the Battle of Saratoga in 1777. Led his soldiers into a courageous and gallant victory over the British. Proved his mettle with valiance and uh, courage himself. George Washington even called him the bravest of the brave. To be called that by our founding father must have really meant something. But it was only three years later, 1780, that this gentleman became disillusioned with the American idea. He sold America's military plans to the British for 30,000 pounds And then he fled, and he went back to England, and he joined the British military. And this man's name has gone down in American history as the greatest traitor of them all. I'm not talking about Snowden or anybody we might know from today. Those of us grew up knowing about this gentleman in our history books, none other than Benedict Arnold. Ever been called that in life? You're Benedict Arnold. You know what that means to be called that? be called a traitor. Stung growing up, not so much anymore because not a lot of people know who Benedict Arnold is anymore. But he was a great traitor. And to Americans, his name became associated with shame. Another name has gone down in history as the world's greatest traitor of all time. He betrayed his rabbi for a price of 30 pieces Silver. He betrayed his Lord and his God. He betrayed him with a simple kiss. His name? Judas Iscariot. Today, we're going to look at Judas' betrayal. And we view not only the betrayal of Judas, but our betrayal as well. Our betrayal of our Lord. But we do so, nonetheless, in view of our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus' mercy. Our text from Matthew 26 describes a scene for us today. It's the night before Passover. Jesus is praying heavily in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's been praying for God for strength as he faces his destiny and the upcoming pain that he must endure. Verse 47 states that at the time, Judas came. One of the twelve, and with him a great crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now, don't miss out here on what this verse says of Judas. It says that he was one of the twelve. Didn't say that he was the chief priest or one of the elders. He's one of the twelve. One of the twelve disciples whom Jesus had handpicked As his companion, Judas had followed Jesus, listened to his words, witnessed his miracles. He was a trusted confidant, which must have made it that much harder. And yet eventually, he turned against Christ, collaborated with Jesus' enemies, those who wished to discredit and destroy the Lord. But they needed an informant didn't they? They needed an insider who would arrange for them to arrest Jesus. 
And the price of the deal? 30 silver coins. The conventional price of, at the time, a slave. Judas would sell his master as that, as a slave. On that dark Thursday night, Judas led a crowd carrying weapons, clubs, swords, over to arrest Jesus. Moreover, Judas had provided uh, just kind of a a signal of what he was going to do to identify the target who was to be arrested. It was none other than a kiss. A kiss that men greeted each other with as a sign of welcome. Matthew continues his report of what happened. Now the betrayer had given them a sign saying, the one I will kiss is the man. Seize him. And he came up to Jesus at once and said, Greetings, Rabbi. And he kissed him. Amazing. Amazing how Judas could use a symbol of love to turn against his master. A symbol of friendship, of acceptance. Kind of ironic that a kiss is what did him in. Judas uses this kiss to condemn Jesus. His treachery was manifested in a gesture intended to express none other than love. How painful it must have been for Jesus to have received that kiss. How shameful it was for Judas to sell out his Lord, his rabbi, with a kiss. Benedict Arnold's price for betrayal was 20,000 British pounds, as I said earlier. Judas's was 30 silver coins. And the question I guess facing us this evening is, what's our price to betray the Lord? Maybe it's not money. Maybe it's not sealed with a kiss. But there is a price, because isn't there always? Maybe our price of betrayal is greed itself. Our love of money and material wealth and greater than our love for God at times. Our time and our energy are consumed more with I don't know, making money than loving God and spending time with Him and doing the things that Christ calls us to do. Maybe our price of betrayal is the price of ambition. Blindly going about getting ahead of the Joneses at times. We press on for our own selfish will over and against the will of God. Perhaps our price of betrayal is the price of acceptance by the world. Perhaps we're shamed by God's word and won't stand in it when we need to. And we kowtow to the ways of the world and bend down and break our covenant with the Lord. Perhaps our price of betrayal is the price of retaliation rather than taking the high road or biting our tongues or walking away. We lash out. We want vengeance. We want to get back for the ones that hurt us. But that's what the devil wants, is it not? To name our price. To do those evil things. And all in the name of what? As my wife tells me on the the road, why are you yelling? Why are you yelling at the TV? They can't hear you. Because it makes me feel better for a moment. But as she says, it doesn't make those around you feel any better. And she's right. 
But that's blind rage. That's blind ambition. Those are our prices. That's my price. You see, Judas isn't the only one who has betrayed the Lord. We, who like Judas, called ourselves disciples of Jesus, also betray Jesus. Every time we live in the ways that are contrary to the Word of God, every time that we embrace behavior that goes against what Christ has modeled, we betray God. In our sinful rebellion, we who bear the name of Christ bring shame to that name. And therefore, we're no better than Benedict Arnold or Judas Iscariot. Michael Card wrote a song uh, with lyrics that hit close to home for us, and it goes like this. Judas, don't you come too close. I feel that I might see. The traitorous look upon your face might look too much like me. Because just like you, I sold the Lord, and often for much less. And like a wretched traitor, I betrayed him with a kiss. The gospel accounts are clear that Jesus knew beforehand what Judas would do, that Judas would betray him. In fact, Jesus announces his awareness of his betrayal hours before it even happened. Yet at the Last Supper, Jesus extended gestures of friendship and honor to that very person, to Judas, in the seating placement and the sharing of the bread. And even after being kissed in Gethsemane, after receiving the assault of betrayal, Jesus addressed Judas as a friend. Christ's mercy was always available to Judas, even while Judas carried out those despicable deeds. The price that Judas paid to betray Jesus was 30 pieces. That was the price of a slave. And in one sense, that price was appropriate when you think about it. Because Jesus willingly offered himself as what? A servant. He was prophesied by Isaiah to be the servant of the Lord. The suffering servant. Jesus himself claimed that his purpose was to be a servant when he said, The Son of Man came not to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And the Apostle Paul writes that Jesus, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking on the form of a servant. So Jesus was willingly sold as a slave by the betrayal price of 30 shekels in order for what? in order to purchase us from the slavery of sin. Betrayed at the hands of sinful men to demonstrate conclusively that God will never desert or betray sinners, even when we turn our backs on Him. He gave His life as a ransom for many. That includes you. That includes me. And so today, we contemplate betrayal. Our betrayal. Christ. But we do so in view of God's mercy. Jesus was betrayed to death in order to ransom us from death. To you, to me, to all traitors. Christ offers the bread at the table as a gesture of love and as an invitation to forgiveness. To you, to me, to all traitors. Christ offers his blood shed on the cross for the remission of our sins. 
Christ offers himself to death so that we could live. So in this penitential season of Lent, we come before our Lord with deep contrition, with remorse for our betrayal of him. And yet we also keep the cross in sight. We repent in view of God's mercy. And because of the sacrifice of the servant on that cross, we receive God's mercy despite being traitors. Thank God for that. To God be all the glory. Amen.